0: Stay tuned for the three love ladies in action today on Love Talk. In the studio is Carrie Brinketer, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison. Thank you, Debbie. We are delighted to be in the studio today. And with me is...
1: Kathy Enderbrock. And and
0: Carrie Brinketer. Oh, gosh, girls. We are the love ladies. We're the three love ladies broadcasting from Austin, Texas, Central Texas, top uh, Christian talk and radio uh, at eleven twenty on the on the dial of the bridge and uh, it's a beautiful day in Texas girls or ladies
1: it is and you know God is at work everywhere we look and we're going to be talking about the principles for becoming a love leader today and I love this topic. Because the Bible tells us of all the essential and all the important things in life, the greatest of all is love. <laughs> and, you know, we look, we, you know, girls, we're talking about a lot of government leaders, you know, and we see a business leader mm-hmm. who's applying to be, who wants to be president. And we, we think about lo- um, world leaders. And But God says, hey, more important than business leaders, government leaders, and world leaders are, our love leaders mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that is what we're gonna uh, be talking about today and really getting in, into the Bible and examining those biblical principles for becoming a love leader and so we're excited to be with our listening friends today and talking about this topic
0: are you excited
2: miss Harry absolutely today in Austin Texas what a great day and as Kathy said it is so important to be talking about love leaders you know, there's a lot of Vacation Bible Schools going on uh-huh. now that it's summertime. That's why my voice is a little raspy because I'm always the game lady at Vacation Bible School. Today, our Bible point was Jesus gives us love. And so he it's is perfect loving And me. he is love. Ah. Perfect segue into our show today.
0: You know, that is so exciting to me. I, you know, I wake up in the morning and then first thing I say, Lord, what are you going to do today? Because <laughs> I never know. But it is exciting to be here in the studio. And Kathy, you've been away for uh, way up in Boise and you're with us for the summer. And we're going to be cutting some very special programming while you're here. And it I I'm just excited. Are you excited?
1: I am. I'm you know, I'm looking forward to kind of doing a couple double tapings and and being with everyone for the for the next few weeks, finishing out the summer with everyone and it's great to be in Texas and you know, it's interesting being uh you know, up in Boise, Idaho, all the way up north uh towards the western side of our nation. People know Austin, Texas. People know Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas is a uh a well-regarded state in mm. our nation. And so I love it that wherever I go, when I say I'm a Texan, that means really good things. <laughs> and I always smile. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know,
0: it it, it is exciting this summer. We have and some of the things we're doing. We are uh, working very closely with some of our political leaders, and one of those is uh, Greg Abbott. Greg uh, is um, – Working on constitutional issues right now, and he's going to have a teaching school uh, to begin to teach us, many of us in the press especially, how to deal with some of the issues that we're facing today. And, you know, we've had a great spring and, and summer so far. Franklin Graham came to town. 10,000 people care. Uh, Kathy?
1: is not that fantastic? I am getting back to Boise two days before Franklin arrives in Boise. And let me tell you, that is not on accident because, you know, I wasn't able to be in Texas when he Mm -hmm. was here. So I thought, well, gosh be darn if I'm going to miss him when he goes up Mm -hmm. to Boise. (laughs) So I'm going to look forward to being at that. And I'll call in and let you all know how that goes. Oh, we will. We'd love to
0: have that going. I am going to be going to Albuquerque, New Mexico sometime in September. I'm not real sure uh to work with uh one of the festival directors that's over ten states. Oh, wow. And he's asked me to come out and help them do some of the things that we did here, you know, to get people to the to the capital and so we're still interested, very interested in what Franklin's doing because he we as we said a couple of weeks ago, he prayed that God would show him how he could stand in a gap for our nation and be a love leader.
1: And, you know, we're going to be talking about this in today's show. Our lives are meant to be a blessing. And when we talk about the Great Commission, you know, when when Christ said to go out and make disciples of all nations... I heard this incredible Bible teacher uh, uh, talking to our class, and he said 99% of evangelism is loving well. Now, you can tell people all about Christ, and you can share the gospel, but if they do not see the love for them in your heart... Uh, if they don't see love just shining out from your life and pouring out, it, it's going to be hard for them to believe that it can really make that big of a difference. And Christ himself said, they're going to know you're my disciples by your love for one another. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a critical element that we're talking about I today, think, ladies. But I think, wait.
2: Kathy, it's been displayed over this last couple of weeks here. We have this horrible tragedy in Orlando. Yes. And there have been so many stories of love and hope come out of that tragedy you know, our wonderful friends at Chick-fil-A provided mm-hmm. meals to mm-hmm. so many people in Christian love. There were churches that brought in families and brought in friends to just feed them and love on them. And those, that's what we're talking about. Those are love leaders right there. No judgment, no condemnation. Just come on, let me love on you a little bit. Let me mm-hmm. show you what Jesus would do in this situation. And those people are just really spreading the light and love of Christ in what they're doing.
0: Well, we are in need of that, Carrie, so badly. You know, even here in in the Central Texas area,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, with some of our military issues and some of the things that are going on, but America is in trouble. It, we are in trouble for lack of godly leadership at this given time. There are a lot of them there in in, in many different places, and I think Greg Abbotts. <clears throat> He is a wounded warrior of the cross, and mm-hmm. and so we never just you know despair in that regard. But as we look at where we are, we want to, in this series, lay down some principles for being who it is that the Lord Jesus has called us to be, has designed us to be, and is equipping us to be.
1: Absolutely, right in the world that, that we live in, right where God has planted each of us. And, you know, you, you look at the news, and I know some of my friends say, I just I just turn off the news, I can't watch it anymore. But I think when you're really using these principles that we're going to talk about today, um, you want to be watchful, you want to be aware, you want to be present. Know the circumstances that you're in, know the times that you're in, so that you can pray more effectively, so that you can prepare yourself Uh, for the day and week and month that you have ahead. So we want to be aware of what's going on, and and we want to be the light in the darkness. And so we're going to look at some of the contrasts um, today for how you can lead with love and uh, maybe some of the the worldly views on leadership and Mm -hmm. what the Bible has to say about some of those.
2: You know, there's no use in sticking our head in the sand and (laughs) pretending like these things are not happening around us. You know, we can't always live in a bubble where things are perfect and things are good. And, you know, looking at the news and exposing ourselves to things that are a bit painful can really help us use these love leader principles in our lives to help bring it all back home. Okay, Lord, I see these things going on. How can I be a love leader in these situations? Well,
0: what, that brings us to the principles. What is the first principle, Carrie?
2: Our first principle today that we are going to talk about is to pray about everything and worry about nothing. I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, Kathy, I struggle with this one. I really do. I'm a worrier. I, I a war war warrior with a O W O R R I E R. I I do. I worry about things, and um, I try not to be anxious about it. But that. It's something that I, I really struggle with. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. I love what Kathy came up with earlier. She said we should be prayer warriors, not prayer worriers, and that is exactly um, how I feel about it. Thank you for that play on words, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been
1: around Evelyn far too long. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing that comes to my mind, now. I think it outlines
0: and words and <laughs> metaphors, and, uh, but, you know, it is so true. Uh, one of the things that I read this week, one of the scriptures I read was in, when I get low and begin to worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to um uh, john fifteen sixteen and seventeen, and that is where jesus prays, and that's where he talks about things but in john thirteen uh when Jesus began i think it's john three thirteen when Jesus began his ministry, he began it at the uh at the River of Jordan, where John the Baptist was baptizing people mm-hmm. he had had a ministry for baptism for the remission of sin. And Jesus came with a new message. He said, you come to know me in a personal and real way. And he he went on to say that that is the will of the Father. And then, while the people were being baptized, Jesus was praying. And then, the Father spoke. Mm -hmm. And Jesus stopped and listened. What did the Father say? This is my, sir, this is my son, son. Mm-hmm. in whom I am well pleased. And that's what a love leader is. I wanted to start with that because Jesus didn't come with a sword. He came with a heart filled with love. And that is the example of all of this. But
2: we've got to connect with him, and that's what prayer means. Absolutely, absolutely, to take everything to god um in philippians 4 verse 7 it says the result of us taking everything to him is that we have a peace which surpasses all understanding we don't even we can't even grasp it Mm -hmm. listeners we can't even grasp it friends that will this peace will guard our hearts so that we're not such warriors, and will guard our minds in christ jesus
1: that's an incredible promise there that we can rely on, that we can know, and that we can put into practice.
0: You know, we're anxious, and we don't even know we're anxious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, Ms. Evelyn. <laughs> you
0: know, I, I mean, I am, and I, I just get fidgety, and and then it it just I just stop and just say. You know, Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? What am I to do? What should I do? And I think, you know, we used Franklin Graham as a great love leader. That's exactly what he did. He began to feel the pressure of everything across this nation without a godly leader that would stand up outside the church walls and say, "Listen to me." We have got to do something different, and it's called GAP, and we talked about that just recently. It's God's appointed place, God's anointed place, and we have to believe that that's where we are. We are love talking today in studio with Carrie and, and Kathy, and we are going to talk about the second principle for becoming a love leader that people can follow to Jesus right
1: after this. Stay tuned for the three love ladies in
0: action today on Love Talk. In the studio is Carrie Brinketer, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison.
1: And welcome back. This is Kathy and Brock in the KTXW 1120 AM, The Bridge Studio. And we are love talking with you today about principles for becoming a love leader. Now, for all of you who are just catching us on our second segment, we introduced our very first principle at the top of the hour. And the first principle for, for becoming a love leader is pray about everything and worry about nothing. And now, Evelyn, I remember... Um, You know, we talked about attitude is very important in prayer, perspective Mm -hmm. and and attitude – you have to believe what Christ tells you. You have to rely on his word because we don't want to be a prayer worrier. We want mm. to be a prayer warrior. Okay. Now, when I was a little kid, I loved building with blocks. And and I think, you know, so many of us can remember building with blocks, either ourselves or maybe doing it with our children or with our grandchildren. Early in my
0: life, we didn't have blocks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm true <old> blocks. <laughs> Board, cardboard boxes, yeah. cereal boxes. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, inevitably, I would be playing with these blocks, and I would have some magnificent something built or or on the way to being built. And either one of my stinky brothers or one of my friends or my dad, my dog, someone else, they would come and knock down what I had built, right? And we see this with toddlers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, what do we do? We go and we pick up a block, and we start Building again. Mm -hmm. Well, when things have fallen apart around us, you know, that's a really good indication that it's some time for building. Now, here's my question for you, Evelyn. When we we see things falling down, how can we build when we don't even know where to start sometimes?
0: You know, that's a good question, Kathy, because uh, we all feel like we're so inadequate. If everybody in the world was this, poor Christians I am <laughs> we would be in serious trouble and you know we measure ourselves by our failures and we should not do that we measure our successes through faith it is faith faith is that second principle and it when we build on faith in god there are two things that we have to start with number 1 is is the principle of prayer and we believe it and so when we believe it, we've got to prepare to receive it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what faith is. is knowing that God will give us the things that we need to be the love leaders that He has designed us to be. And James 1, 19 and 20 says, My dear brothers and sisters, we talk about the little men here a little bit, girls. Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because... Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires in our life.
1: You know, I like that because when someone knocks down your blocks, when things are falling apart, it is so easy to blame it on others, to find fault in others. When something happens, it's so easy just to, to look outside of yourself and, and point that finger. But I like it. We need to build on faith in God and not fault in others. And that is so
0: true. And I think that's one of the things that we're struggling with in America today is we've America in general has lost her faith. And our principle is you have to believe to receive. People want America to be great again.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I you know last night I was on my way home from basketball practice and I was listening to one of the preachers on this radio station and he he, um, KTXW. <laughs> absolutely, uh, on KTXW 1120 a.m. I was listening to a preacher. He was fantastic. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know his name, but he he was talking about this, uh, about this very thing, about blaming others and getting angry with others. And and instead of looking at our own faults. Right. And how we how we look at the fault in others. And he said, anger breeds bitterness. Mm hmm. And then that bitterness takes root in our lives and it consumes us. And what the Lord is saying here is don't allow that to happen. Human anger does not produce righteousness. It just makes us bitter. There's some great verses over in Jude. Now, friends, uh, Jude is not a book of the Bible that I look at very often. <laughs> um, it is only 25 verses long. It's an extremely short book of the Bible, but it tells us what we can expect um, from this love principle. It says, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires, mm-hmm. and they want to divide you. Who follow mere natural instincts and they do not have the spirit. But you must be merciful to those who doubt and save them from the fire to others. Show mercy. Show mercy. It's exactly this love principle to build on faith in God and not fault in others. We have to show mercy and control that desire to become angry. And you know
1: I love what what Jude does is he he basically is saying hey don't be surprised when you see this don't be shocked you. Folks, don't, don't be shocked but you know Jude also finishes up there and he says save others by snatching them from the fire wow I mean that's incredible can you imagine seeing someone who is Falling into the fire, and you are in a position to snatch them out with your love and with your mercy. Mm. That is, that's an incredible thing, and so I think we need to be aware as well. The tendency is to become divided. The tendency mm. among Christ's church is to allow these differences and um, these things going on in the world to divide us. And God says, "Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen." And I think that's that's critical for a love leader, because when we are leading mm-hmm. and things are um, coming at us, if we sit there and are are shocked um by it, that will delay our action of getting involved in it. And so we need to then pray, step into that situation. Um, with love and with mercy and with the truth of God's Word and reach out to provide the help and the healing that the world needs.
0: Well, it's so true because, you know, we can pray all day and all night, but if we don't have faith that God has the ability Mm. and the acceptability of who we are to move in a direction that He can use us, because that's that's the secret to all of us. Are we in a place where God has placed us and anointed us, empowered us to be a leader. And I think we are, in America right now, we are in the perfect place to do that. We've just got to sit, God, and have faith that he will provide a leader that we can follow.
1: Mm. And one of the things I love about Paul was, um, you know, we we just talked about about, uh, Jude. And and moving into Paul, Paul wrote so many books Within the New Testament, and and Paul called it like it was like like if there was something bad happening, Paul said, "Hey, whoa, 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 you be aware of this, and (laughs) Uh I want you to address this. You stand firm in this." But then we're also good things were happening. Paul was very quick to to encourage and recognize that as well. And you know we're all kind of love leaders in training. None of us has perfected this. We all get frustrated. We all get impatient, you know, but the good thing is we start to realize when we are feeling anxious, when we are feeling impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can address that happening within ourselves. And and I love what Paul says to this church in, in Thessalonica, in 2 Thessalonians one three, He says, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. And the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Yeah. And so we should see within our own lives that our love is always increasing. I should be able to love more tomorrow mm-hmm. than I love today. Wow, that, that's pretty, uh, Wow. That mm-hmm. I should be able to. Church sure is hard house. with
0: husbands,
1: <laughs> 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 or
0: in churches, or with teenage kids, or even two-year-olds or three-year-olds. Absolutely. I will tell you,
1: I have the sweetest text from my husband last night. Oh. He was flying, and he had to fly from Boise to Seattle, over to um, San Jose for a meeting that he had. This morning, and um, he said, in Seattle, I'm getting there soon. I love and miss you very much. Aww. Isn't that
2: sweet? So. so sweet. I I think that as we look at Kathy's example of the blocks, so many times we don't even know where to start. So your castle got, you know, smashed by your brother. And you don't even know which piece to pick up first. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lord says, it's okay. It doesn't matter which piece you pick up first. Have faith in me. I don't care which piece it is. Just pick one up, sister. Come on, I, I need you to pick up a piece. Get off of your hiney and pick that piece up. And I'm, I will, I will fulfill that commitment to you. Just have faith in me. Just like Miss Evelyn was saying, we have to be confident in that faith, to be a love leader. And the Lord doesn't matter which piece we pick up. And I'm so thankful for that because they're scattered all over the place. We just have to decide, okay, I'm just going to take this step today to pick up that piece, to have more faith today, to love better today. Okay, Lord, here I go. I'm trusting you.
1: You know, I love that. And then when you're building and you go, there are missing pieces, (laughs) God will say, hey, baby, don't you worry about that. I've
0: got all those missing pieces. That's right.
1: I'm working on something.
0: Okay, let's go to our number three. What's our number three principle?
2: Our number three principle is abiding in the positive and abolishing the negative. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. I I feel like overall in my life, I'm a very positive person. People have told me that my whole life. And... But with all the things going on around us, Miss Evelyn, Kathy, being aware of what's going on around us, engaged in our current happenings, we touched on this just a tiny bit in segment one, it's a good thing to think about how we can abide in the positive and really abolish the negative. So Miss Evelyn, with so much evil mm-hmm. going on around us, how do we abide in the positive and abolish the negative?
0: Well, if we believe, or we know that, it takes belief for us to receive. Then we have the first step or the first turn of that handle on the door to the very presence of God. And in, in uh, Philippians, Paul gives us a great, great example of that. In Philippians 4, eight, he said, finally, he said, after you've done everything you know to do, brothers and sisters, that's what he called them. He said, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. That's a big hunk to think on, Kathy.
1: Wow. I mean, you think about always feeding your heart and nourishing your mind. And if you're going to feed it junk, mm-hmm. it's going to make things kind of difficult. But what is true and noble and right. And, you know, uh, we are told to take every thought captive. Active. And what do you do with captives? You interrogate the heck out of them, right? (laughs) And so I find, you know, especially, Carrie, you mentioned you brought this up so appropriately, this horrific um, mass shooting in Florida. I know the thoughts that immediately popped into my mind. And then I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Is that admirable? Is that praiseworthy? Is right. that right? What should those thoughts be? What will honor Christ and bring him glory? What are my thoughts on this? And you go to God's word to say, okay, what are the right thoughts that I should be thinking around this event? And And I think that's what we need to do is when those thoughts come in, we take them captive. captive. And mm-hmm. just like Evelyn said in Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 8, hold them. To, to, that, um, to that level of being pure and lovely and excellent and praiseworthy. Think about those things.
0: You know, it's hard to love when you're hurting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It really is. Mm-hmm. And I think America is hurting today. But that's the answer. You know, we've, we've got to love. Jesus Christ said, I am love. So we, we know that the principle is that we've got to be positive. Not only in our thinking, but in our actions. Uh, It is time for to take another one of our breaks to hear from some of our good sponsors. Let's do that. We come back. We want to talk a little bit about Principle 4 and um, what it is and what it can mean to us as we begin to take on the concept that I am a love leader right after this.
1: Stay tuned for the three love ladies in action today on Love Talk. In the studio is Carrie
0: Brinketer, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison.
1: And welcome back, listening friends. Thanks so much for staying with us. We are talking about being a love leader that others can follow to Jesus. And so we are on our fourth principle for becoming a love leader and that is being is more important than doing. Ooh, Ooh, now that hurts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute, Kathy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We just did a show a couple of weeks ago about love in action and how we could be love, eater, love leaders in action. And now you're telling me, wait a minute, wait a minute, that being a love leader, being is more important than doing. Help me. Okay, so we're going
1: to get into this and discuss this. So we want to make sure everyone knows we are not saying that doing is unimportant, right? I mean, that would be right against what everything Christ is teaching, but truly... Being is more important than doing, and we can see it even with how uh, Christ took his his disciples mm-hmm. and he discipled them and grew them, and just um, put them in his truth before he ever sent them out to do. And I love this verse from Proverbs. Um, It is in Proverbs, the very center of your, almost the very center of your Bible. Go to chapter 4 and verse 23. It says, guard your heart for everything, not almost everything, but everything you do Flows from it. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. All right, so we want to talk about a little bit the way the world sees things, okay? And and, and so listening friends and Carrie and Evelyn, I want to see if you can hear yourself in this list. In in second Timothy Uh, chapter 3 here we have the apostle paul is writing a letter to this young guy Mm -hmm. timothy who is going out who is being sent out to go and minister and preach and share the gospel and these are the words that paul shares with timothy to help him be aware of what is going on in the world and it says there will be terrible times in the last days okay you guys with me People will be, here's your checklist, lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ouch, ungrateful, ouch, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Okay, wow. now wow. I, we, wow. Woo, that's I <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. So I know you can see yourself in this list. Yes, Absolutely. okay. Absolutely. So I so this is what we we if we can see ourselves in this list, there is work to be done on our heart. That everything we do is going to flow from our heart and if if we are in this list, some of the things that we do are going to reflect some of the things in that list. And so here's what Paul tells us that God's people are supposed to be like. We're supposed to be compassionate and kind and humble with gentleness and patience and loving kindness. Okay, we're supposed to be lovers of God and seeking God. And, and that is what we want to pursue. So we have to focus on the being and growing those good things in our hearts and, and identifying those negative things and addressing those before we get about doing.
2: So I, okay. So now I think I'm getting it. Okay. All, right, All right, Kathy. So <laughs> what feel. you're saying <laughs> is that my inner being is a way more important and my actions will, will, Absolutely, show what I have inside Mm -hmm. of my being. There we have it. Now, then, now I get it. So, whatever I'm putting in, if those are the things that you've listed in Proverbs um, that the Lord really wants from us the gentleness, the kindness, um, loving others that when I fill myself with those things, then I don't want to be the things. That Paul is warning Timothy about the slanderer, the one that's ungrateful, the one that's abusive or brutal or a lover of money or boastful or proud. I get it. I get it. It's so. It is so important what we put into our body, what we feed our minds with. Kathy, mm-hmm. Evelyn, is what's going. Is what is going to come out towards other people. That is so true. And you know, we we can be as busy as a bee. Yes.
0: You know, and not have. Uh, the right heart, the right spirit, and go out there and try to earn what it is that Jesus Christ has already paid for.
1: Well, you know, the doing always flows out of out of the being, it and is, when it we are do
0: to you, been that's with, right. And, with him.
1: and when we are out in the world, if we are acting like the world, they will see no difference. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's been such a, a a key thing for me because. I grew up really in the church. And when you were in the church, you crossed your T's and dotted your I's. You were lovely to everyone. But. If you went to the grocery store and the cashier uh, rung you up wrong and you were in a hurry mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden she couldn't give you the refund, you had to go stand on the customer service line <laughs> to get your refund, well, I'm sorry, but church didn't show up that day, you know. Right. And so it has really um, – it's it's done a work because God has shown me over and over again, you know, that, that yes, I – he has saved me. He has redeemed me. He has saved me snatched me um, from the pit, but there is still work to do, young lady, is what he tells me. And, Absolutely. And so that's what I'm committed to, is that, that work of um, of growing and, and being that bride that, that he intends me to be.
2: I remember when I was in high school, I don't remember what year it was, maybe my junior year or senior year, I was standing at my locker, and a friend of mine was standing at her locker, and she looked at me with kind of the strangest face, and she said, Carrie, I don't know what it is about you, but there's just something different.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And ladies, at that time, I, I, I mean, I, I, was, I had accepted Jesus as my Savior. I was a Christian, but I, don't, I couldn't verbalize to her why I was different. Mm-hmm. But she said those words to me, and I have often thought about those words since and thought, can people see that I'm different? because Mm -hmm. I want to be different. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like everyone else. I do want to be different. You know, our world tells us that we need to kind of conform and we need to look a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way, uh, look at certain movies, look at certain things on the Internet, and and all of these things. And the Lord tells us to be different. Well,
1: Mm -hmm. and, okay, I want to also distinguish here. There is – we're not talking about being fake Christians, right? And so here's the thing. If we do not do the work – of being and work on that inner man mm-hmm. and work on our heart, the best we will do is be fake, is try to put on mm-hmm. a show. But this is what I have found that the more and more that I spend in God's Word and spend with the Lord, the more and more I can be myself right. and I'm still great to be around. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, if you
0: look at at this principle, it tells you one basic thing. Before you go out and begin to do all these things that that you think God's called you to do, you need to be with Him. Yes. You have to be with Christ first. And make sure that it is His call on your life to do those. Because it is so easy uh, in the life of a young person to have a parent say, you grow up, you're going to be just like your daddy. Mm. Bad one. Okay,
1: moms, please don't say that. (laughs) Never.
0: (laughs) So if you're going to be different uh, for the world to see it, it takes time to do two things. One is to pray and seek God's plan for life. Because his plan for you, Carrie, certainly I never made it as a basketball
2: player. <laughs> <laughs> you have many other talents in Philadelphia with
0: He has a plan. And that plan tells us it's for good and not for evil, that we might have what? A future with hope. That's what, that's what it says. I know the plans I have for you, the plans for good and not evil, that you may have a future. Well, if we're going to operate... And do, it's, you know, do things. I mean, we've got to serve people. We've got to help people. We've got to give them hope. We've got to get something. We've got to be in the very presence of God first. So that is a good principle.
2: Well, and once again, Paul, he had just a, a way with words and a way to connect with people. He said in First Corinthians... If I speak in different languages of men or of angels, but do not have love, mm. I sound like a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy prophecy, and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, mm. I'm nothing. And if I give all I have to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I gain Notoriety, or so that I can boast mm-hmm. but I do not have love, I gain nothing. So Paul, he just puts it all in perspective. Having all of these talents and abilities that the Lord has given us, and we don't let it ooze from inside of us through the love mm-hmm. of Jesus. We're just doing things to do things yeah. because we think we have to or because yeah. that's what's expected of us. It's not genuine. Mm-hmm. That's what Kathy just said. The more she gets to know Jesus, the more Jesus just flows through her, with her not having, mm-hmm. not not even thinking about it. And I think that's so beautiful.
1: He gets rid of those ugly parts because yeah, yeah, Jesus is not about ugly; He's all about beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: time for us to take our, uh, our break and hear from some of our good sponsors. When we come back, we want to talk about. Principle number five, which is one of the hardest ones for our society to face in a time such as this, right after this.
2: Stay tuned for the
1: three love ladies in action today on Love Talk. In the studio is Carrie Brinketer, Kathy
0: Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison.
1: And welcome back, listening friends. This is Kathy Indebrock in the Love Talk Studio at KTXW, 1120 AM, The Bridge. And I'm here with Evelyn Davison and Carrie Brinkator for our very last segment of the day. It has gone by so fast. We are talking about the principles to becoming a love leader that others can follow to Jesus. And we are at the fifth principle. And I'm going to share that with you. It is um, becoming a le- love leader requires this principle. Um, Growing in your heart is more valuable than growing in wealth. I don't think Donald Trump is going to like that very much. (laughs) Donald, Donald, if you're listening, uh, turn the volume up. Growing in your heart is more valuable than growing in wealth. All right, Carrie, what do you have to say about that?
2: I say, oh, my stars. This is what I I have to say. Um, In Matthew, Chapter 22, verses 36 through 40, Jesus said that he wants to see three things happen in us and in this order. He says, Thou shalt love the Lord Mm -hmm. your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's first, listening friends, that we're to love our Father. Second thing is, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself.
0: Now, that's a hard one, isn't it?
2: You know, we we can love God because he, you know,
0: you get mad at him, people do, and and they turn him off and get disappointed because they asked for something, didn't get it. And that's, you know, probably what our big issue is today is pastors that, you know, stand on wealth and all that. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, what is it? That makes love so valuable.
2: It's, you know, loving people, Miss Evelyn, and we have to love the Lord first. I think it's interesting that as we look at these verses, we have to remember the context of these verses. Jesus was coming and he was speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. These were and the and the zealots. These were groups of people who had stood on the law. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jesus is coming with a completely different message. It's a message of love. Well, where where's the law in that? You know, I can just see the Pharisees and the Sadducees kind of bowing mm-hmm. up, going, "But, but wait a minute, Jesus, yeah. where does uh, where does it say in the law that this is what we're supposed to do?" And Jesus said, "You know what? I am the new law. Hello, mm-hmm. I'm the new covenant, and I am telling you that you're to love people. I mean, He actually said that all of the law and all
1: of the teachings of all of the prophets could be summed up in that one <laughs> little thing. And I always refer to that as the trifecta of love. Like and when, when I was first taught it, I, I was taught love God, love others. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, love God, love, love others. and But later I learned the love self because mm-hmm. it's love others as you Your love God. yourself, right? Absolutely. And it's so,
0: measurement stick.
1: And so it actually then places self before others. And so this is one of the things that, that I realized is that, you know, God is the God who was and who is and who is to come. And there is some stuff that may have happened in our past where we have this crazy idea that we are not lovable, that mm-hmm. we are not uh, worth loving. And, and and we might love God, and then we might try and pour out that love on others, but we all, we're we not willing to forgive ourselves or to mm-hmm. get right with ourselves and to accept ourselves. And so this is something that God says, has to happen, that we must love ourselves. We love God. We love ourselves. We love others. That is what he's looking for. Well, Well, God's
2: eternal reward far outweighs mm -hmm. any temporary earthly gains as far as wealth or money are concerned. I mean, we could give it all up today to see and be with our savior period and he doesn't say store up wealth on the earth it doesn't go with you anywhere he doesn't say store that up in fact that's exactly opposite mm-hmm. of what he says as we love others through this beautiful thing called life Yeah, you know, there was
0: a young man that came to Jesus one day and said what is it I have to be to be like you now oh. that's I'm saying And Jesus looked directly at him. He looked in his face, looked in his heart. He said, go sell everything you've got and get it away. What a shock. Right. What a shock. Jesus said, come unto me, all of you who are weary and worn out and burdened, and I will give you two things, rest and I will give you peace. Mm -hmm. And we don't, you know, we think of wealth as being money in the bank or what what we can drive around in an automobile or the next, you know, cruise we can take. But the real wealth of who we are comes from what the Word is. Oh, yes. And the Word says God is love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that when we store up treasure, it has to be those experiences that come to us as a result of giving away or giving up. Are being available for the Lord to use.
1: Yeah, okay, help me understand this too, because this is a pretty big concept. Okay, I, I know that verse that says, "Don't store up treasures um, on this earth, where moth and dust destroy. Where, yeah. where thieves steal. Store up treasures in heaven." Okay, but I can't hand God a hundred dollars and say, "Can you keep this safe for me in heaven?" Because like I would like that, you know, for <laughs> yeah. eternity. So how how do we store up treasures in heaven? That's you know, if we want to grow in our heart and we realize that's more valuable than growing in wealth, how does that translate to all of a sudden I have this treasure waiting for me in heaven?
0: Well, it comes out of what he calls the Beatitudes. Beatitudes. Matthew
1: mm-hmm. 5. Mm-hmm. That's where he's going to pour out a little bit of his blessing, right? Because God's blessing always results in heavenly treasure and heavenly reward. And and when we think about God's eternal reward, it always far, far outstrips any earthly reward that we could ever
2: store up. In Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's the true wealth. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. And finally, blessed are those who are persecuted because of their righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Once again, I can just see those Pharisees and Sadducees with their chins and mouths open going, Uh what? These -hmm. are the very people that they kind of scorned and looked Mm -hmm. down upon. The meek, the poor in spirit, the ones who are downtrodden or the ones who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those that were persecuted. You know what? Jesus said, I've come to be unique and different and innovative, and, and here it is. This is your wealth. This is your true wealth.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, when the Sadducees um, would come to Jesus, they would always come with criticism. And the thing they disliked about him most was... He preached life in heaven that comes through the result of being born again by the Spirit. That's basically what Jesus, that's what John the Baptist taught. They didn't like that. So they were sad, you see, because they didn't believe in heaven. I see what you did there, Miss Evelyn. Uh-huh. No treasure. After the treasure we have. You know,
1: here. I love it, Evelyn, because you're saying that the Sadducees were finding fault in Christ rather than having faith in God. They yeah. were not practicing our second principle. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> we love that one.
0: Well, you know, this is exciting. We've done five of ten basic principles for learning how to be a love leader. And it takes a lifetime, ladies. I, you know, I'm, there there's still things in my life that just drive me nuts <laughs> 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 that I'm working on, you know, because I want to be available to do everything that the Lord has lined out for me to do. And that's why doing is important. But being is more important than that. If I'm just quiet before Him and He is teaching me, you know that is better than my going out there and trying to uh, uh, cook three, 800 meals in one day, which we did just the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, for people that uh, are flooded or whatever, there are people that are called to do that, and they do it with a great deal of love. And so we never would criticize you know doing, but where do you get the treasure to be able to do that? You get it from the very will and the love of the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so let's review our principles real
2: quick, Kathy.
1: Okay, number one, pray about everything and worry about nothing.
2: Number two is build on faith in God and not the fault of others.
1: Number three, abide in the positive and abolish the negative.
2: Number four, I get it now, being is more important (laughs) than doing.
1: And our last one for today, but not the last one, is growing in your heart is more valuable than growing in wealth. Next time
2: we're together, friends, we will talk about five more principles of being a godly love leader, and we can't wait to share that with you.
0: Well, it has been a great day today. Which one of these do you think you have the most trouble with, Kathy?
1: Oh, Oh gosh, Evelyn, you're putting
2: me on the spot. How about you, Carrie? I think um in my probably in my personal life um is number two. Okay. Is not finding fault fault in others, but building on my faith in God. I'm really, really working on that through, number one, through a lot of prayer and trying not to worry about things. So I think that number two really Mm -hmm. speaks to me as I take this journey for Christ, for sure. Okay,
1: and I will say, for me, it's number three, abide in the positive and abolish the negative, because I tend to pick things apart and I think that I am being um, just realistic and objective
2: and helpful. And sometimes
1: my sweet husband says, Baby, take another look.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, we
0: we do not present ourselves as being perfect, but I tell you what do we do present when we come into this studio? Jesus and that Christ. Is, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is the answer to every issue of life. And he has come that we might have life. And not only have it, but have it abundantly. And you're just thinking about being born in Texas uh, in a time like this is just staggering for us as women. But when we think about what it is that the Lord Jesus is doing through the lives of so many uh, of those that have committed their lives to, the, to him, we are, in a good mm-hmm. we are in the
2: good times.
0: We are in the good times. And yet we are called to be a love example before a world that is seeking and searching for Jesus. And I don't know where you are today. Uh, If you're riding your car down 183 or you're in Bozon, Africa or wherever, the Lord has a plan for your life. And he wants to reveal himself to you. And it comes when you come to the point that you say, I want to know who I am. I want to know. And the first thing you have to do is admit that you're lost and that you're a sinner and that sin separates you from God. Secondly, as you believe that Jesus is truthful, he came to give us truth. He said, I'm the way, the life, and the truth. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So you have to admit that we're not perfect, that we are sinful. And we're always sinful. But God's grace is bigger than any sin that we we commit if we give it to him. And then the third one is to confess with our mouth and with our heart and with our living, with our being and our doing, that he's greater than anything that comes against us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kathy, give us uh, your website for Pray Today.
1: Uh, for Let's Pray Today Ministries, you just go to www.letspraytoday.com, and you can come see us on the Love Network, uh, lovenetwork.com, Network.com. Love talk network. Love, love talk network.com. Yes. absolutely, boy, I've said that so many times, <laughs> so, okay, and I, I do want to say to our listening friends, if you have a topic you want us to cover, if you have a question for us that you'd like uh, us to address, uh, you go ahead and, and visit us on Facebook, and let us know, and we'd love to uh, take care of that on our next program
0: and we'd be happy to send you a bible if you'll give us a call on the love line at 512-249-6535 in the meantime i pray that this week that you'll learn better how to love talk and love talk with love walk with jesus